0: Hey, freaks, it's Phil, and we've got a convergence of weather podcasts as weather-brain Bill Murray comes on the show.
1: James said to Jim that night, he said, have you seen these double-digit STPs over Alabama, you know, on the 27th? And Jim said, yeah. He said, I, I fear this is a, you know, an end-of-the-world event. Plus,
0: hashtag weather fools, Brady's what happens next, and weather trollbot 5000 strikes back. It's all coming up on this episode of Stormfront Freaks.
1: Going green. Greenage. Saddling up. You got a boss.
0: Hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award winning Stormfront Freaks podcast a part of the Stormfront Freaks Network. Uh, special thanks to our Patreon members for supporting the show. Uh, if you are on tonight, you're on chat tonight, let us, let us know you're there. Uh, you can also join us live during our video recording and get in on all the extras. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash freaks. And, and what's really cool tonight, everybody, is uh, one of our patrons, Dan Wallace, is live at the Twister Museum in Wakita, Oklahoma. Uh, we're celebrating uh, 25 years of, of the Twister movie since it was released uh, back in 1996. So, Dan, I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you quick to uh, introduce your special guest and maybe give us a quick little virtual tour of what's all at the museum and what's going on this weekend.
2: Okay. Uh, with me is Linda Wade. Uh, she's the curator of the Twister Movie Museum in Wakita. Linda?
3: Hello, glad to be here, and welcome to Twister Museum. We're getting ready to celebrate 25 years of the movie Twister. The museum's been here that long, and so uh, it's going to be a big celebration this weekend.
0: What, uh, what are you expecting to do? What, what are you guys doing for the weekend?
3: Well, we're having an open house in the museum itself. Plus, we've got uh, several stars that are coming to sign autographs and things. We're having a Storm Chaser car show. Uh, our local TV, Channel 4, will be here. Uh, the uh, weather, um, what a channel. weather Channel is coming and sending a Storm Chaser. So we've got some replicas of the Twister vehicles. We've got lots of kid games and... Um, Lots of music, things like that, going on. So it's just going to be a, a hometown get together in a little little town of Wakita.
1: So you all should come on out.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so celebrities. Maz, I assume you're you're going to be there signing autographs.
3: <laughs> well,
4: maybe you never know, right? Uh, depends how much beer I have and how much time I have to get there.
2: I I want to know what the forecast is is like for right. Wakita this weekend. Can you imagine? If uh, something fun was to blow through town this weekend. Right now, the SPC has a marginal risk for Saturday. Really? Wow.
0: Well, so so, are, so how, how confident are you that you will have events and <laughs> the uh, storm chasing parade?
3: Most of the chasers said they'd come spend a couple hours and then they might be gone. <laughs> but have I have to imagine
0: you get a lot of that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I figured if the local TV station was sending a meteorologist up, uh, it was either a good chance of bad weather or no chance of bad weather. So who knows?
4: So do you know for certain who's coming out star wise or is it still kind of up in the air? Or? Uh,
3: Sean Whalen and Wendell Joseph both of uh, the good guys, storm chasers will be here for sure from Hollywood. Awesome. And then the paramedic from the movie, as well as the flashback mom, that our, our local stars will also be here. So I have four, four star signing autographs. And with a lot of people, that's probably plenty.
0: So, so tell me, Linda, what, what's one of the most coveted museum pieces that uh, you've got in your museum?
3: I actually have three really nice uh, items in my museum. I have one of the original Dorothy's the one that was used in all the demolition scenes. So it is, is not pretty and pristine. It, it has character from, from being dumped under trucks and whatever. So that's a pretty good item. And then I have the football uh, with autographs on it that Bill Paxton used to play uh, catch with all the people in town. And then I have a pinball machine that Paxton also donated to the museum that is a twister pinball. And it has uh, all the music from the movie as well as the voices and things. It creates a tornado if you do the right bells and whistles. The fan blows. The balls fly like debris. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to play. I'm not sure I'll have it going this weekend because I may have way too many people (laughs) to even turn it on.
4: Now I know security is going to be pretty high. Have you ever had people try to walk off with anything?
3: Um, I've lost one or two things over 25 years, but nothing serious. I think the pinball will be a little hard for him to get out. <laughs> and the, the football is in a secure display case. So,
0: Well, hey, do, do this for us, Linda. Um, let us and our listeners kind of know how can they help support the museum if we can't make it there this weekend.
3: Well, I have a Facebook page that everybody can like, Twister Museum. And I will... Uh, Ship t shirts and some memorabilia, depending upon what you like to have. And I do make um, Christmas ornaments, I call them, that resemble the sensors from the movie. So I will ship those out as well. I do have my own safe room in the corner just to be, uh, <laughs> practice what I preach, I guess you'd say. This is my Dorothy you're looking at right here. There are three other Dorothys that were in Waukita um, out there, but they're all pretty. Mine's, mine's the one that really shows like it was used in the movie. But there's one in the Salt Mines Museum in Hutchison, Kansas. One at the uh, National Weather Center in Norman, Oklahoma here. And there's one in Planet Hollywood in New York City. I'm not sure how that one got there.
0: <laughs> oh, no kidding.
3: It's way up in the air, though. You really have to look hard to see it.
0: <laughs> it's flying. It's a piece of debris. Uh,
3: exactly. <laughs> the twister cool. got it.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. We appreciate uh, you kind of showing us a little bit uh, of your museum tonight and certainly let us know how we can continue to support, uh, support the museum and, and help your cause. And those of us that can't be there, we, we're sorry we can't make it. It uh, sounds like a good place we'll have to visit at some point.
3: Well, thank you very much. appreciate hey, being here.
4: Hey, Linda, one last question. Do you have cows? Are there cows there?
3: I have cows. Okay. <laughs> I've got all kinds of cows. <laughs> My cow was wearing a mask. I don't think you saw that. But <laughs> I do have, I have little stuffed animal cows that people will take outside and look at get a picture of the water tower and f- throw the cow up to get their next picture. So they have flying cows around <laughs> the Waquita water tower.
0: Nice. That is good. Uh,
3: so well, Dan and
0: Linda, thanks so much uh, for sharing. Uh, it was, that was kind of a pleasant little surprise, Dan, for you to be able to pop on tonight. So thanks for doing that. Um, also, want everybody to know too, we've, we've got another show in the Stormfront Freaks Network now. It's called El Ninos. It's the Tornado Hunters podcast. It's off to a super strong start. Um, Greg, tell us uh, what's what's in the latest episode that's out right now.
2: Well, right now, actually, we've got uh episode out uh, called the El Reno Commentary. And this is a show that we recorded where we watched back the behind-the-scenes footage. We were actually filming episode one of the show Tornado Hunters, uh, and we were filming that on the day of the El Reno tornado. And so we have this uh, really, uh, I think, incredible behind the scenes footage that we then brought the cameraman back and, and all of us that were there in the truck together. And we we kind of did a, a a debrief, if you want to call it that, where we actually talked about why we made certain decisions and why certain people made certain decisions and uh, really just kind of unpacked the whole El Reno thing eight years uh, eight years later, after the uh, largest tornado ever recorded uh, happened outside of Oklahoma City at uh, at El Reno, so it was uh, it was a pretty interesting episode. Uh, today, we actually did a attempted to do a recording with Tommy Chong, who is a closet storm chaser, but uh, unfortunately, our audio wasn't great. Uh, so we're gonna reschedule that one. But uh, we've got uh, Snoopy coming up. We've got uh, uh, one of the the characters from. Uh, Sons of Anarchy is going to be on our our show, uh, as well as uh, country singer Paul Brandt. So, lots of interesting, unusual characters, and uh, get their take on the weather.
0: That's cool, and yeah, I told I told you, uh, Greg, that that last El Reno episode was uh, was really good. So, if if uh, if you happen to be listening to this show and you haven't heard that one yet, again, it's on the Stormfront Freaks Network. It's in this feed that you're listening to us on. So just look back on the most recent episode before this. Uh, You'll be able to listen. Hey, it's always happy hour, everybody. When we record, um, it's a good way for us to introduce our co-host to see who's here tonight and to find out what everybody's drinking. So uh, we'll go around the horn. Maz, I'm going to start with you, our meteorologist, uh, former TV guy in Cincinnati. What are you drinking?
4: I actually had to look for it. I'm like, what am I drinking tonight? It's a, it's a mad tree, Luna Lux, white IPA. It's, uh-huh. and I got to listen to this. It's really good. And we happen to be going through jungle gyms, a six pack for three 99. I was like, what? <laughs> wow, it's, it's awesome. And good so I and think cheap. they did it because it's a new one that's coming out. So I told my wife, go pick up a whole bunch of it. You know, three ninety nine. What the heck, right? So,
0: well, did you, did you check the expiration date before yeah. you opened it up? <laughs> is, is this that's
4: where I look I on the true. bottom and go, oh, look. Oh.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Serena up in uh, New Hampshire.
5: Yeah. Right? Yeah. In New Hampshire. I, I,
0: listen, I always I'm, I'm one of these days I'm going to say Vermont. I'm going to screw that up. My US. You're going to say I live in like New good, York so. or
5: something. It's going <laughs> to be embarrassing. <laughs> what are you no, drinking? So, so I'm drinking a, a beer from the Brewing Project located in uh, Wisconsin, one of my favorites. It's a um, blackberry banana mango sour. And mm. it's lovely. It's like dessert.
0: I'm, yeah, I'm not a sour fan. I can't. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Just I'm not a sour fan. But It's
5: okay, man. I'm that. glad you
0: are. That's right. I agree. All right, uh, MJ, I'm going to go up to our. Skyworn uh, coordinator there up in Minnesota. What are you drinking? All right. Tonight I've got a Line and Kugels canoe paddle Kolsch.
6: Excellent. Uh, Ooh, smooth smooth beer.
0: Nice. Uh I'll I'll uh, take that Line and Kugel paddle oh, raise me, whatever, and I'll raise it with a Line and Kugel <laughs> uh, summer yes. shandy. Yeah, I have some of those in the fridge too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting to be summertime. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Greg, our storm chaser there up in Canada. Hey, what are you drinking?
2: Well, I'm actually doing my uh, second shot of Pfizer uh, tonight. So, uh, bottoms up, guys.
7: <laughs> so, what's in a it. Pfizer? That's what I want to know.
2: <clears throat> it was it was basically just Baileys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, like
0: 250 below zero or something. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right, Maz, let's uh, let's get to our guest tonight.
4: Okay, hey, we're excited we don't have the, we have a, or no, we don't just have a, we have the, Bill Murray, (laughs) the original Bill Murray, right? Co-host on The Weather Brains. Now, Bill did television weather for fun at the CBS affiliate in Birmingham for five years back in the early 90s. Also created and sold a weather company called The Weather Source. Now, his group then formed the weather company, now the Weather Factory, back in 1998, for which he has served as president since then. But Bill also owns a hotel management company that manages 34 hotels across the country from New Mexico to Florida. It'll guarantee if you stay there in hurricane season, you'll never be hit by a hurricane, just to let you know. And Bill has also been a co-host on the Weather Brains since it began back in 2006. Bill, welcome. And how did you... How did you get WeatherBrain started? What was the whole brainchild of that whole thing?
1: Well, it's a funny story because I went to James in like, I don't know, 1999 and said, we need to do a show on the NPR station every Sunday afternoon, an hour, you know, we'll go and, you know, we'll have all these great guests on the show and, you know, it'll, it'll be an hour long and blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm not giving up my Sundays to do something like that. He said, that sounds like a great idea. But then in 2003, he called up and said, um, he said, you know, these things called podcasts. I want to do a podcast called weather brains. And so, you know, spans behind something, it's going to work. You know, we've done that show every single week for 800 weeks now. And uh, wow. he's, he's the driving force behind it. This, this Monday night will be our 800th episode. Wow. That's amazing. And, uh, we've never missed a single show. We've moved some, you know, for vacations to, you know, the week, the, you know, off week and that sort of stuff, but he's the driving force. You know, it started out with a great um, producer and host uh, David Black, who um, worked with James at channel 13 back in the seventies and early eighties before he went to Dallas and um you know it, it was a slickly produced show but you know david got called away to do other things and his band took over and you know we always say if you like a you know if you like a well-produced well-organized show you won't like this one <laughs> 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 but we've just had a blast doing it you know for for all these years we're in our you know 16th year now and um we, you know it's just been amazingly fun uh, you know you some point you say well i ever get tired of doing it and you know, stop. I don't. I don't think I could. You know, because every week it's something amazing, you know, that happens. And and I, I don't know if y'all remember Johnny Parker, the young man in Smithville, Mississippi, whose uh, family was affected by the, you know, the EF five tornado back on April twenty seventh. Um, he has cerebral palsy, and you know, he's a brilliant young man has difficulty communicating. Um, But Jen Watson and, uh, you know, Cantori, a bunch of us had Johnny and his whole family down and, uh, you know, surprised him with a visit from Jim because that was his hero and brought a jacket to him. And, you know, it was just a a fun event. Um, But everybody, you know, James got to know Johnny and, of course, we got to be good friends with him. And uh, we did a show, you know, a couple of years later with him where he was on the set at 3340 and we recorded Weather Brains. So Jeremy Bower's putting together a collection this week of, you know, the best shows of the first 800. And I was so thrilled because they rated Johnny's appearance on Weather Brains as the number three uh, best show of all time. And it just moved me. Tonight we had a call. Johnny's family puts together a call with meteorologists every couple of months. And uh, I was honored to be on that call again tonight. And I got to tell him with James, you know, that he was the number three uh, all-time episode of Weather Brains. And uh, it really is a moving experience to learn his story.
5: That's so amazing. I don't want to, like, have any spoil 100 episodes. There's got to be some really memorable things. You know, looking maybe at the top 10, what what maybe didn't make it or it, you aren't going to talk about that you just have to mention that you're like, this was just an incredible moment on the show.
1: You know, anytime JB was on it, Serena was just a miracle. JB was all of our, you know, all of our mentor um, along the way. You know, I used to go hang out the weather service when I was in the sixth grade, you know, and this guy would, you you know, give me the run of the office on a Saturday. You know, any of the files, I did my science projects on weather you know, did these, you know, really interesting climatology of Alabama tornado science projects that got me sort of a reputation, you know, for being a meteorologist way back then. And so anytime JB was on, it was amazing. You know, there's some funny outtakes from that, but I I gravitate to all the times you were on the show, Serena. I think those were the, the highlights, and, uh, you know, so we just had to create a whole separate category for your appearances on there for sure. <laughs>
5: Now, now I know you're funny.
1: No, no, no really. We, we, I, I hate we let you get away. You know, over here to the Stormfront So um, You know, but they, we, 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 we're thinking about trading a draft choice or two to get you back. You know, on our, on our show. But
4: we pay her, um, we pair a lot. It's going to be hard. To, the, the well, I was going to
1: say, if you're paying her anything, you're paying her more than we're getting back. <laughs> Yeah, there's
0: there's a contract there, Bill, but uh, the f- the phone line's open. I guess. Well, we, we uh... would never poach, you
1: know. We we might send you. To, we might send the weather brains jet over, and uh, you know, see if we could borrow her every once in a
0: while. Hey, Bill. So so you, I'm just going to throw this in here, um, because you talked about JB being your mentor. You know, you've got a unique as hell resume when it comes to weather. Right, like you, you, you are not a educationally trained meteorologist, correct? Yeah, I I learned. Did you go to school for that?
1: Not one single minute, and not one single class. And
0: and so this, but I love this, Bill, about you because I think this is what's so cool and gives hope to other, I'll say, weather geeks, right, that love weather, but maybe they didn't go to school, or maybe you know, like me, I'm but old. I'm not going to go back to school, but. You give hope to a lot of people because you are. No one would know that about you, right? You're you're a past vice president of the National Weather Association. Um, you know, you're this hotel tycoon, but you've basically got your self trained meteorological degree yourself. Um, I guess tell me a little bit how did this ha- how did that happen? How well, did you just, go from that person to now this National Weather Association VP? Without a a degree,
1: help us. Well, I should have been a meteorologist. There was no question, uh, Phil. But some well-meaning meteorologists in 1979 said, what in the world are you doing? You're going to be a GS-5 working shifts, and this is not what you should be doing. I had just gone to the International Science Fair uh, with a project on hurricanes. And, you know, I was going to Florida State and I was going to be the next director of the National Hurricane Center. That's what it says in my high school annual. And, you know, these well-meaning people, you know, sort of steered me away from that. I came from a really, you know, uh, middle class background. I had to find my way to pay my way to school. And I was really scared that I might not be able to you know, provide for my family. So I didn't have anybody to sit me down and say, if you follow your passion, you are going to be successful and, you know, you'll never work a day in your life. Um, But I changed to a computer science major. Uh, I got a job in a hotel and, you know, anything I do, I tend to just grab it and do it, you know, to the, to the hill. And within, you know, two and a half years, I was a general manager of a large Sheridan hotel was 21 years old and I was making, you know, 60 grand, which, you know, in 1983 was, you know, not small money. Um, you know, it was as much as I was going to make in computer science early on. It was certainly as much as I was going to make in a, as a meteorologist. So, you know, at a certain point, you, you can't go back. Um, but in 1991, well, 1989, Jerry Tracy, who's still on television in Birmingham, some of y'all probably know him. Um, Jerry came to stay at our hotel when he came from the Weather Channel to be the new chief at Channel 13. And I met him in the lobby. And I said, Jerry, I'd like to take you to lunch and just pick your brain, you know, and we had a great lunch. He said, come on up to the TV station. And some of y'all may remember a tornado hit West Memphis, Arkansas um, that night. And he said, Bill, I'm not going to have much time to spend with you, you know, but, you know, you're welcome to stay. I said, put me to work, Jerry. And so he put me at the at the weather wire and he said, you know, anything that comes off the weather wire, you bring it to me on the set. Well, I'm hooked. You know, and he's like from New York. So Jerry was like, Bill, is it Onionta or, you know, Onionta, you know, and I was giving him these little tips. So Jerry and I became good friends and he trained me over two years. I've got the notebook back here in the library, um, you know, with the moss and all these things. And uh, he called me up one day and he said, I got your job at WBMG, which is now WIAT in Birmingham. You're going to be the Saturday night meteorologist. I'm like, I can't do that. And he said, sure you can. I went to the screen test and they said, you know what you're talking about? I said, well, I guess I do. Um, and so they hired me. And if I knew then what I knew now, it would be a whole different ball game. But, you know, I couldn't believe these guys were paying me. I walked up there and got my first paycheck, you know, after my training two weeks. And, you know, it was for like, I don't know, $1,200. $1, I'm like, y'all made a mistake. You know, something's <laughs> wrong with my check. And they're like, what? I said, this is. I can't be making this much money. And they thought I was, you know, a joker. They were like, get out of here. You know, that's what you make. And I was like, huh, well, this is not too bad. But I did it for five years until there was a convergence of this little company that you mentioned, Maz, the the weather source. We sold it to AccuWeather. Um, I had become president of this major hotel management company. Um, and I just couldn't do it all. And so um, I let the TV go, which I always will review as a mistake. Um, and, and, you know, James and I formed what was the weather company at that time. You know, IBM came along, and bought the name um, a few years later. But, you know, I love what I'm doing. I'm having a ball. I couldn't be happier with how my life turned out. And, you know, so you asked the question, how did I get that to that point? You know, they, you know, we went after the N.W.A., Annual meeting in Birmingham in 2011. So this is back in 08. You know we're going to the meetings and saying, "Come to Birmingham. This is the you know greatest city in America." They say, "Good. It's up. It's against you and San Antonio." I'm like, "San Antonio, the place with the Alamo and the Riverwalk? and oh my God, you know they'll never pick us." But you know we brought them to town, rolled out the red carpet, you know playing James fan on every television in the hotel, and uh, they picked us. And um, of course, you know, they had the big tornado outbreak in April and we had second biggest attendance ever in an NWA annual meeting. We did all kinds of crazy things. We rolled the Alabama marching band through the ballroom. You know, we had the cheerleaders and Big Al and, you know, all these crazy things. And It was a very memorable event. So because we did some things that the NWA had never seen before, uh, I got put into some leadership roles and I always – Uh, will treasure that time because, you know, the NWA is near and dear to my heart very much.
5: So you're like the meteorological Donald Trump in a cool way. Like, (laughs) I mean, to all, right. Like, like like building this hotel business and and like, (laughs) you know, these companies, you know, buying and selling them. It's for not having a, you know, a weather degree or whatever. I, I think the point Phil made earlier is just so awesome, you know, some people chose to choose to go to school like I did. You get your loans and you go through classes that are terrible. Um, but there's there's other paths. There's other ways to still follow what what drives you and and what you like inside. You can still be involved with the weather. It's awesome.
1: Well, it's a, it's awesome. It's important to have an entrepreneurial bent. And I always taught myself that from my early days in the hotel business. You know, because everything we did was very entrepreneurial, even when it was inside a company. You know, we were trying to test limits and break things and, you know, see what we could do. Um, So that's right. But you can never, ever discount the importance of that degree. Um, It's really critical to your credibility. When the NWA came to me and said, we want you to uh, apply to be one of our first digital seal meteorologists. I was in a field with Jason Samanow, Mike Mogul. And um, I said, look, you know, I may not pass the test, guys. You know, I do this weather all the time, but what if I don't pass the test? And they said, hmm, this is not good. The guy's not confident in his ability to pass the test. But my wife, who made my drink of the night, I'm the only non-beer drinker tonight. She made me a bee's knees. <laughs> And so shout out to her, my beautiful wife, Elle, she said, you are going to go take this test because you do know what you're talking about. You'll pass on the first try. And I went, okay, great. So they sent a proctor from the university of Alabama, sat there in this test that normally many of you've taken it, I guess, you know, many people that are watching and, and a large percentage of them fail. Um, I took the test and just roared through it uh, in about 40 minutes And the proctor was like, you sure you're done? I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm sure I I did okay. And I got an 86 on it. And I was so thrilled, um, you know, that I had. So that, you know, made me feel really good. But James has been really nice to let me work all the garbage shifts and do all the severe weather. (laughs) I'm thrilled to have those jobs, you know. Um, Now Scott Martin's a great member of our team. But, you know, I've just been so, so lucky to get all these opportunities. That's good. James doesn't make you
4: pick up his dry cleaning or anything, does
1: he? You know, I carry James spans. You know, water, whatever he needs me to do. That that man's amazing, <laughs> and uh, nothing I've ever been luckier was to uh, you know get uh, get hitched to his wagon.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, you, you were talking about people traveling to Birmingham. Uh, people right now they're pulling out their RVs, their their motorcycles, getting ready for their summer road trips, right? So, how many times have you been caught in traffic or an under, uh, or you've been under an overpass, right? Because of the weather, because of the rain, because of whatever it is, it's slowing traffic down, uh, it, and it slows you from getting to where you're trying to go. So now there's an app that can make your trip more enjoyable, faster, and and better yet, even safer. It's the Drive Weather app. Shows you the forecast only on your route at the time you're expected to be at each point. It's got an interactive time slider that lets you change your departure time and see how the forecast affects the weather on your route by leaving at different times. So you might find if you delay your trip, maybe an hour, uh, you'll avoid the rain and probably avoid the traffic and actually get there faster. Uh, And now you can even compare routes without having to do a new search. So don't get caught on the roads at the wrong time Drive Weather, it's available on iOS and Android. Just visit your app store and download Drive Weather for free. So, gang, it's time for a break. The tornado trackers are talking about sharing storm video on this edition of Tracker Chat. And uh, we'll be right back with more from Bill. So, hang on. Let's
7: all go to the lobby. to get ourselves a treat. Welcome to Tracker Chat, the podcast inside of a podcast. We are the Tornado Trackers. My name is Jeremy Heyman, and I'm joined by my chasing partners, Gabe Cox and Jeff Mangum. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about sharing your storm footage once you've captured it in the field um, and, and things that we have learned in our years of chasing. So, Gabe Cox, what is the number one tip that you have in mind for sharing your storm footage?
8: So we had the good fortune of having someone point out to our team early on that we shouldn't be giving away our stuff for free. Because we, we went out storm chasing just for fun. We wanted to see stuff uh, and we wanted to share that. And we know that there are other like-minded nerds out there who enjoy seeing storm footage and can't always get out there. So we started off with that in mind and just sharing it. But we also were spending all of our money and not recouping our costs for traveling all over the country. So we had someone point out to us that we could stop giving away our stuff for free um, and that we could uh, partner with a brokering company that specializes in weather footage. And that that made a huge difference on how often we were able to storm chase um, and kind of the methodology behind our, um, our filming. Uh, so the big thing for me is if you're just starting out, even if it's iPhone footage, don't give away your stuff for free. Uh, the news has a budget for storm footage, and they'll try to get it for free first, obviously. But they'll also purchase your footage and that's going to help you pay for the gas. It's going to help you pay for hotels if you need it and for food while you're on the road. Don't go in it thinking that you're going to make a career out of it. There are certainly people who have done that, but it's, it's, it's a rare thing to make it a full-time career. Um, but definitely I would say don't give it away for free. It's okay to ask for money for your footage. And if you're married, your spouse will love it when that first check comes in and it cancels out all of the expenses that you had on the road. So I think yeah, that's absolutely. that's the biggest thing for me. Totally.
7: Yeah. That's a wonderful discovery we made several years ago. Um Yeah. Thanks for that, Gabe. Jeff, what about you? What do you think of in terms of um, sharing footage or, or capturing footage
9: yeah, I think one of the things I've, I've actually learned in the last four or five years is that you don't only have to think about the most significant weather events um, to document and try to, to make some money off of. Um, I would say even a large portion of what I've gotten personally over the last four or five years have been not minor events, but even secondary issues that come from those events. So uh, even this past year, um, there was some flooding about 30 minutes north of here. um, And I saw that on Twitter and I knew there were going to be a ton of people out videoing um, uh, local residents. But I remember going up there, capturing some footage um, that probably 200, 300 other people had already captured. Um, but sent that in to uh, my video broker and um, got multiple checks in uh, a couple months later. Um, so it, it's it's kind of thinking about um, some of the more simplistic videos that, look, news wants to cover. Um, it's not always destructive tornadoes or, you know, uh, category four or five hurricanes. It's It's also some of the Uh, things that you might overlook along the way. So be mindful of the the big things and and even some of the smaller things, at least in terms of uh, storms.
7: Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about this before, but having the mindset of people first while storm chasing can be uh, a a way to stay safe, obviously, but then it can also be a way to have some journalistic uh, flair as well is to focus on the people side of things as well news news organizations are interested in things like that so
8: yeah and remembering too that there are there are several um weather channels that have to fill in content 24 hours a day so there's always going to be a need for weather footage even if you know if if there are no significant weather stories then they might buy footage of you know the sun <laughs> if it's the whole country is, is just sunshine and lollipops and film sunshine and lollipops and they're probably going to buy it anyway. Thanks
7: for that, fellas. I really appreciate it. Uh, your wisdom on sharing video and footage in the best way possible. This has been Tracker Chat. We have been the Tornado Trackers. I am Jeremy Heeman and I've been joined by my chasing partners, Jeff Mangum and Gabe Cox. Thanks to the Stormfront Freaks guys for uh, sharing their airways with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, this has been Tracker
0: Chat. We'll see you next time. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're with, and, you know, I guess, Bill, I don't know. What do we call you? Extreme weather hobbyist or, or self-taught meteorologist. I, it's got to be one of those those cool titles you need to have. But we're with Bill Murray. And uh, so, Bill, my question is this: I, I want to jump to, uh, of course, the Alabama, April twenty seventh, twenty eleven, out, out tornado outbreak. Um, which I'll be honest with you, at that point in time, I was not as deep into weather and and aware of all this stuff, and and so I personally I do not have a memory of that. Now I also was. Uh, 2011 was probably in Wisconsin, so uh, there's there's a few states in between us from there too. But you know, I want to know because that's a big deal. That's a big deal in history, and anybody in weather knows that date. I want to know where where were you? Right? Everybody knows in these big moments in time, they always remember where they were when the president was shot, where they were in 9/11, where they were and what was going on, and it pretty vividly. And so I'm I'm curious if you have that same vivid memory and and what that was like when that day was coming up and happening and and you were hearing uh, some of the stories coming in.
1: You know, when you get those, you know, you think about an event and it gives you a chill, a shudder immediately. Just the mere mention uh, does that. And if you do get a chance to go back and listen to the retrospective we did a few weeks ago, it's very moving. Um, Because uh, Chris Darden, who is now the MIC at Birmingham, was at Huntsville then, and his stories about that day on the show will move you to tears. And if you get a chance, he also wrote all of these recollections down, and it's almost a, a mini story. Um, it, it's on Jen Nairmore's Tornado Talk website. It's on our AlabamaWX.com website, and it it should be published um it's it's so raw and so real um we were in the middle of this planning for this nwa meeting so we were meeting weekly because span and stefkovich the mic at birmingham jim stefkovich we were the program chairs and so we met that thursday night before the outbreak we'd already been through several major wind events including a couple that week and uh and and James said to Jim that night, he said, have you seen these double digit STPs over Alabama, you know, on the 27th? And Jim said, yeah. He said, I I fear this is a, you know, an end of the world event. Um, And so, you know, we knew going in, it was well forecast. You get up to the event, you think, is it really going to live up to its, you know, to its advertisement? So that night before we had a line of storms coming in, we had a lot of activity in the Mid-South. Tennessee, Mississippi, you know, and this thing just kept coming. I went to bed about 830 thinking, you know, I'll get up about three and see where we are. Of course you can't do that. You know, you go to bed within an hour, you're up. And this line just, it just kept coming. It seemed to get stronger and stronger and stronger. So now I'm doing the blog by midnight and uh, you know, I'm on there warning and, you know, saying this is going to be really bad, but I had a whole contingent of Hilton people in Birmingham that were coming to meet with me the next day. And so I saw that it was going to hit the hotel that they were in uh, around 5 a.m. So I called the general manager. I said, put the hotel in tornado plan, call everybody down, put them you know, in a safe spot and let's be ready. And sure enough, uh, you know, two tornadoes, including an in EF2, um, passed within 50 yards of the hotel. And, um, you know, so they had no power. And of course, I was crazy with, you know, trying to get the warning out. I called the head of the contingent. And I said, y'all really need to go home, go to Memphis, go back to Atlanta. You know, you got a few hours, get out of here. And they called me up on stage at the Hilton meeting later that year to thank me because those people knew they would have been in the middle of all this. And, you know, I remember sitting there every minute of that day, you know, first it was like convincing everyone that because we had morning activity, that wasn't going to lessen the you know, the, really the third event, you have to remember, there was a morning event that knocked out power and communication to a lot of Alabamians. Then there was a second event at midday in North Alabama. And then the main event, when that tornado appeared on the Coleman Skycam. I literally got on the conference table in our office and was like, this is April 3rd, 1974. You know, it is going to be that. And, you know, so we're just banging out warnings, banging out warnings, And I talked to my son in Tuscaloosa at the University of Alabama and I said, where are you going to be about five o'clock? And he told me and I said, all right, you got to be in a safe place. So when the tornado appeared on the Tuscaloosa sky cam, I realized that I was probably going to have a dead child. that night. Um, And I turned to my associate who was helping me with the blog that day and I said, I'm going to be going to get a body bag tonight. And I said, could you get him on the phone for me and just get him on speaker? And so they were terrified of course, but I could see when the tornado went past them that they were okay. And I asked him to go outside and tell me what he saw. And he was shocked. And he said, dad, I got to go help people. And we didn't see him for two days. Uh, we're going to have brunch with him on Saturday morning. I'm looking forward to, you know, spending time with him. his darn pandemics kept us all apart so badly, but um, you know, I realized then that we were in danger in Birmingham and I had endangered my staff because I had assigned them. You're doing radar. You know, these are hotel people, you know, you're doing social media, you know, your job is to feed me information and post it on, you know, get it ready in the blog so I can type it out. And I realized suddenly that we were going to have to go in a tornado shelter as it approached Birmingham. And, you know, it's one of the few times that I've come to grips with, you know, being that close to potentially, having a, a harmful tornado where I was. Fortunately, it went past us, sat down again in St. Clair County. But, you know, you just couldn't believe the, st- the death tolls that night. You know, it was like death tolls a hundred. That's unthinkable. You know, next morning you wake up death tolls in the one fifties, you know, death tolls in the 200 range, you know, ended up at 252. Uh, it's just a, a night, uh, you know, that none of us will ever forget. Uh, not a single minute of it. And um, uh, it just, you know, hopefully we won't have to deal with it for another 35, 40 years.
4: Bill, if there were a movie about this, would it be too emotional for people to relive? Or do you think, no, this would be something good to show to get people aware and remind? I mean, what are your feelings on that?
1: Well, there already kind of is a movie about it. As there's a film that was made called Roll Tide War Eagle. Um, it was part of the the ESPN 30 for 30 series, you know, which are outstanding documentaries. And of course, you know, that was the same year that the crazy idiot Alabama fan poisoned those beautiful Oak trees in Auburn. And I'm an Alabama fan. Um, and of course, Auburn people were mad as all blue blazes. And then, you know, the next year, this big tornado hits Tuscaloosa. So the story, and you can go back and watch it on ESPN, is about this rivalry and how you know Alabama and Auburn fans come together in the wake of that storm, because, you know, that's what, whether we're red or blue, Democrat, Republican, whatever, when there's a tornado, it doesn't matter. You know, we all pull together as Americans. And uh, I, I think if you get a chance to see that movie, it has Mike Wilhelm, the late Mike Wilhelm, one of our chasers has some of his unbelievable footage that he shot with John Brown that day in Tuscaloosa. It looks like something, you know, in 1974, when the April 3rd outbreak happened, one of the reporters said, you know, the the writing was so intense. It was like, you know, this pillar of cloud looking, you know, like old Testament fire and brimstone, you know? And it was like, when I saw Mike Wilhelm's video of that Tuscaloosa tornado, I knew what he meant because it was, we were staring death in the face. And so if you get a chance to see that movie, it does capture some of that emotion. Um, I do think, you know, James has got a book coming out about it right now. Um, I guess it's already out. He, you know, he never likes to brag on himself or, you know, promote his own stuff. But he's, you know, James is committed to memorizing the names of all 252 Alabamians that lost their life that day. And he's written a book about a lot of their stories. And I can't wait for y'all to get your hands on it because I'm sure it will be super.
4: I don't know what you say after that. I yeah, mean, you yeah. Know, that is that's an emotional story, and it's like
1: I need a break. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's you, like, you do. And we're just now kind of coming to grips with it, man. You know, that show was a uh, was cathartic for some of us. Um, but so, you know, so,
2: Bill, if, if you're driving through Alabama right now, can you still see the scars oh, on the
1: landscape? Absolutely. Um, there's no question. Even. Two miles from my home, you can see that EF2 path that came through Kaaba Heights that morning. Um, that area still hasn't gotten its tree canopy back. But literally, like driving today, um, you know, to Jasper, uh, I crossed through the Cordova tornado path, um, you know. And then cutting over to, you know, Gadsden, I cut through the Coleman tornado path. You know, and it's being at Lake Gunnersville just a few weeks ago at the at the State Park Lodge, you know, you can see the destruction that was wrought by that tornado still in the in the forest below it. So so
2: for the for the uninitiated or the I guess maybe the the not Uber tornado and storm nerds that are listening, how many tornadoes did you get in that two day, I guess, uh, 30 hours or so uh, span?
1: gosh that is a really good question of course it's the state record um you know f- f- you know forever and we had just broken the state record on the previous April 15th um you know and so we you know we within two weeks we broke the record twice and I should know that number um but let's see if I can tell you exactly I want to say it's somewhere in the 80 yeah that's no, that, I've, I've I, always I, heard around I, 80. I just lied. It says 216. I don't know if that's exactly right. That can't be
2: right. Um, I think that was for the entire outbreak though, wasn't
1: it? It could have been that. Let's see. I'll try to figure that out. Regardless,
2: it was a, it was a, it was a record for Alabama that day, correct?
1: Yeah. There's no question. Yeah. Across the state of Alabama that day, I know um, in Birmingham, there were 29 confirmed tornadoes in, in our CWA and 62 in that single day across the whole state of Alabama. Wow. That's from the National wow. Weather Service in Birmingham.
2: And how many of those were EF5s? Because there was there was a number of EF5s that day as well, weren't there?
1: We had uh, three EF5s in Alabama. Um, you know, the Smithfield tornado came into Marion County, Franklin County of Northwest Alabama. The um, the Phil Campbell tornado touched down in Marion County, went across Franklin Lawrence, up into Limestone and Madison, and then there was a a third one uh, that afternoon in DeKalb County. And I guarantee you, the Tuscaloosa to Birmingham tornado was an EF five, but when it was at its strongest, um, it was only over densely forested mining territory, so it didn't it didn't have any damage indicators you know, but there are reliable Doppler estimates that, you know, indicated that tornado was an EFI.
2: Wow. Amazing. And
1: and that sucker, you know, was on the ground all the way from central Pickens County, you know, to near Fultondale in Birmingham. Um, you know, it it was a very long track tornado and, you know, had a short break right over our office. Uh, We were very fortunate on the Northeast side of Birmingham. It touched down, um, uh, out near, um, one of the lake communities right there on the on the Jefferson St. Clair County line and it continued all the way into Georgia from there.
0: Uh-oh. All right, Bill. Uh Whoa. so that's the sound. Uh so we're talking a little bit about uh tornadoes and twisters. Uh it is time for our lightning round. So this is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions. That we always play with our guests, and, and tonight is no different. Um, we're going to have a little fun tonight because we have a special guest, Linda, from uh, the, the Twister Movie Museum. Linda, we're going to have you playing a little uh, little game with Bill tonight, uh, and it's going to be uh, a quick Twister trivia game. So, a little Twister trivia game in honor of uh, 25 years of Twister the movie. So, so here's what I'm going to do. This is going to be kind of a quick, uh, quick response. Kind of, we're not going to give you guys a lot of time to an answer. Like e- either the answer comes or it doesn't. So I will give. So I'm going to alternate. So Bill, I'll start with you with a question. Uh, then I'll go to Linda. Then I'll go back to you. We'll just go back and forth. And if you if you get the bell, it means you got it right and you get a point. If you hear the buzzer, it's because you either got it wrong or you didn't say it quick enough. And then I'm going to give the freaks an opportunity, uh, if you guys miss it, either of you miss it, to to chime in if they can think of it as well. Does that make sense? Absolutely. All right, so we're going to to get our uh, Twister trivia on right now. And, uh, Bill, we're going to start with you. All right. And, Linda, are you ready to roll?
3: Ready to roll. All
0: right, so here we go. Bill first. Uh, What actress played the role of Joe? Helen Hunt. Correct. All right, Linda. What food group in Aunt Meg's breakfast was described as practically its own food group?
3: The steak and eggs.
0: Incorrect, freaks! What gravy? Is its own... Gravy? The gravy. gravy. The gravy oh, is its man. own food group. All right, Barry, that's all right.
3: Okay. We got.
0: We, we got more. Uh, Bill, was what was the what was the real reason Bill went to see Joe at the beginning of the movie?
1: Oh, I don't know. Because um, he All was right, in love freaks. with
5: her. Divorce papers. Yeah,
1: oh, divorce papers. That, <laughs> yes, indeed.
0: divorce papers. All right, Linda. Uh, here, easy one, right? Um, what animal was seen flying in the water spout?
3: Black and white cow.
0: Wow! I'll give <laughs> you, you bonus points for you black and yeah, white.
1: I love you two. <laughs>
0: All right, Bill, here we go. What movie is playing at the drive-in theater when the tornado hits?
1: Oh, I'm supposed to know that. Darn it. Uh. I'll have to let the freaks answer.
2: All right, freaks? Is it The Shining? The Shining. Oh, the Shining.
1: Oh, Red rum.
2: All right, a, here we go, I'm Linda. What is, the,
0: what is the name of Bill and Joe's tornado recording contraption? The Dorothy. Very good, Dorothy. All right, Bill. Uh, What is the name of Jonas's tornado recording
1: contraption? I'll say Toto.
0: Freaks. Dot. Dot. Dot.
1: Dot three. Dot
0: three.
2: Dot three. Sorry. Dot three. I'll give it to you anyway.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay, uh, Linda, what was Bill's nickname by the team as told in the story around Meg's table?
3: The Extreme.
0: The Extreme. Very good. All right, Bill, in an error of the film crew, even though the movie is set in Oklahoma, what sign is on the road signs as uh, they drive and chase? Texas. Very good. Oh, Texas. Yeah. I'm going to give you two on that because I, I think that was a hard one. That's All a right. Yeah. Linda, true or false, Twister was the first movie ever released on DVD. True. That is correct. correct. I just All learned right, Bill. that on
1: Weather Brains this week from Nate Johnson. <laughs>
0: nice. Uh, what star, uh, Bill, what Star Wars movie quote was used in the film? Uh, I'm not your father. I don't know. I give up. Freaks.
2: That's no moon. It's
5: That's a
0: space a station. station. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Very good. Very good. All right, Linda. What university was represented on Dusty's hat? OU. Very good. Boomer.
2: Oh, you.
3: Yeah. All
0: right. Uh, Bill, the number of tornadoes in the film is higher or lower than six? Lower. Ah. I'm going with higher. <laughs> <laughs> there were was, was seven. There were seven tornadoes in the film. Uh, Linda, what was Bill's current career? What was he known as?
3: He was weatherman.
0: Very good. Oh, the weatherman. Man. All right. Uh, Bill, does Joe ever sign the divorce papers? No. Ah. Uh, she does. (laughs) How
2: much gin is in that? That's what I want to know. Bill, Bill, have you watched the movie Twister?
1: I have not watched it in 25 years, so obviously, (laughs)
0: that's fair. That's fair. All right, uh, Linda, who says the days of sniffing the dirt are over,
3: Jonas?
1: that's correct, wow. that's correct. I how
0: many times bill have they said that to you the days of sniffing the dirt are over bill come on man tells us that for every event <laughs> <laughs> all right bill here we go while chasing the convoy ends up on a small trail going through a cornfield that rabbit refers to as what
1: the chisholm trail
0: freaks it's like bob's, bob's road. road
1: bob's road oh my goodness i'm gonna to have to go back to remedial tornado school.
0: <laughs> all this self-taught meteorologist stuff missed- that we were yeah. just claiming you as right yeah uh, okay
3: linda this. <laughs>
0: here, here we go linda this here's a softball for you what town in oklahoma does aunt meg live in
3: did <laughs> I could have
0: gotten that one.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: come on, God. Bill. I think you're loading these
2: against Bill.
0: I've, I've just, I've it just going no down way. the row. Bill, down what's the, row. the All right, square
2: root
4: of? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> uh, Bill near the end of the movie, what did Bill and Joe drive right through? Um,
1: a barn. I don't know.
0: You know what? I'm going to give so, it to you. It was a house, it was but a it could be a hour. barn. It could okay. probably be both. Right? I don't know that.
2: I'm just giving hey, you hey, one. That's... Hey, Bill, when 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 you get it wrong and Phil still gives you the points, you know that's like that, that's <laughs> that, those are <laughs> points. Those are what happens. Points.
1: That's what happens All when right. you show up to with a bee's knees on beer night. You know? That's right.
7: <laughs>
0: that's right. All right, a couple more. Linda, what kind of therapist is Melissa?
3: <laughs> a sex therapist. <laughs>
0: All right, just because you're winning, I'm going to say no. Freaks.
3: Sex
0: <laughs> therapist. Marriage relationship.
6: A relationship there. Uh, couples. No.
0: Oh, a reproductive therapist. Reproductive, oh, reproductive therapist. Oh, yeah. you it's a kinder,
4: gentler. Oh, come on, All right. Yep.
0: I I, mm-hmm. I can tell. Listen, here, here's the truth. I can tell people are feeding Linda the answers there uh, at the museum.
1: <laughs> Not Linda. She's, I, she's I
0: I could see her like. The and getting it. So, so there's a little cheating going on there, well, Linda. Well, she just has to look around
1: the museum. <laughs> That's
0: true. That's true. What does the pinball machine say? Right. Yeah. exactly. All right, Bill. What did the crew use to give Dorothy's sensors an extra lift?
1: Ah, uh, helium. <laughs>
9: freaks pepsi
2: cans
0: cans, yeah Yeah, pepsi cans to be specific yep okay uh linda what was aunt meg's where was aunt meg's car after the tornado hit Wakita?
3: in a tree around the corner (laughs) Ah, there you go i was gonna
0: (laughs) give it to you anyway because i took it away but you got the around the corner so good job on that get a point all right bill last one uh, actor Carrie Elwes, who played Jonas, also starred in what movie with Andre the Giant?
1: Oh, my goodness. I I no idea. All right, freaks. My
0: Princess name bride. is Inigo bride. Mancoya. Oh, bride. Oh, Princess oh, wow. Bride. You my yeah.
1: father. You, you can tell I tonight. didn't even know the subject. That it was
4: going to be tonight. Yeah, <laughs> My so. nemesis Rick
1: McThaw. I can tell you one funny story, though, because um, they told this on Weather Brains Monday night. You know, you notice that all the actors looked in unison at the tornado when it was going you know, across the you know, field in front of them. But, of course, there was no tornado there. So how they got that to happen, they had an extra with a, a long pole and a, y- a giant X. Who ran across the field, mimicking the motion of the tornado, and so that's how they kept their eyes glued to the tornado. Was he so, spinning
0: with the X at the same time? Yeah, they, like they did doing say
1: that. It. They said he was kind of acting, kind of crazy okay. <laughs> and funny. So that's right, my contribution in L- a losing effort.
0: Linda, yeah. let's go for the final blow. Uh, during breakfast at Aunt Meg's, the crew was discussing the size of tornadoes they had seen. What scale were they using?
3: The Fujita scale.
0: Yeah, the, not the E, not the enhanced, right? right. It was a Fujita right. scale. Right. All right, Linda, good job. Bill, good showing. You did a good showing.
1: Yeah. I got Helen Hunt right.
0: <laughs> you started strong. You started strong. All guys get Helen Hunt. Exactly.
4: Is the answer. Yeah.
0: All right, well, let's, uh, Bill, do this. Let, uh, let our listeners know how they can find you on social media and uh, where to find Weather Brains.
1: What is the social media you speak of? Yeah, whatever. I'm not sure what that is. No, uh, weatherbrains.com is our website for the for the show. Uh, we do all of our writing about north and central Alabama weather on alabamawx.com. Don't do much on social media anymore. I am WX Historian, though, at, uh, if, at Twitter if you need to get in touch with me. Or I'm uh, uh, Bill Murray at theweatherfactory.com.
0: Very good. All right. Hey, everybody. Weather's warming up, and it's time to get a new swimsuit uh, at helicity.co slash sff. They have a huge selection of weather-themed summer merchandise, including Stormfront Freaks shirts, beverage containers, and stickers. So just go to helicity.co slash sff for Stormfront Freaks, and uh, you're going to earn 5% off your entire order. And click on the Brands tab, and you'll find all your Stormfront Freaks favorites right there hey we're going to be uh coming right back we're taking a final break and when we come back we're going to be uh with hashtag weather Fools. we got brady's what happens next and we don't have brady here which will be interesting and uh we got a visit from weather trollbot 5000 so all coming up stay tuned <laughs>
1: Cheryl Nelson, meteorologist and natural disaster preparedness expert, and you are listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast.
9: Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's
1: take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive
8: under the moon tonight. All
2: right. Welcome back to Stormfront Freaks, and now we have one of my favorite parts of the show. This is Weather Fools, hashtag Weatherfools. This is where um, people send in to us. We, MJ, I think you had a couple sent in this week, and uh, we scour the web for uh, little bits, little tiny little snippets of dumb people doing dumb things uh regarding the weather. Now Phil, I'm gonna go to you first. You've got I think you've got a few of them that you want to share with us.
0: Yeah, so I've got a couple. Of course, one always comes from Russia. Uh our friends up (laughs) in Russia always are oh yeah. Full of full of weather fools. And this one talks about remember falling through thawing snow. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna watch a couple guys walking through the snow. And you know how they're going in like thigh deep, like they'll they'll break through the top icy layer, and next thing right, you know right. they're like up in their thighs, and he he finally wiggles out his foot, like his, his buddy's gonna try and help him here. He's like, his buddy's laughing at him. It looks like
2: looks like yeah, he's it laughing like at him. having fun. <laughs> so
0: he's gonna pull him out, and he's gonna no be without here. his shoe. Now he doesn't have a shoe. He's going to hop around, and then he hops. Oh, (laughs) he goes in the (laughs) next, and his other leg goes in. (laughs) And then his friend goes in, and they're like, you know, up to their upper thigh, almost waist. You got to
2: think there's some vodka involved in this. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, (laughs) So
0: the next one I'm going to show is uh, this was from Atlanta Uh, recently. In Atlanta, this was uh, earlier in the month. But good old uh, turn around, don't drown. Yep. This is always our contribution to weather-ready nation uh, in showing people what not to do. And this this water's moving. You see, I mean, you see the currents in this thing. Yeah. He's going eight miles an hour, and, and people <laughs> are still just
2: kind of driving. But you look in there and you go, why? Why do you go through that? Oh what is so important that you need to get to at that moment? Yeah, unreal. And then last, and, and
0: this doesn't really count as a weather fool. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a great video, uh drone video by Brian Emfinger, uh, who, who has been doing some great drone footage, but this one just lit it up uh, in Mississippi. I'm trying to look on the date on this one. Bill, do you remember that? Like a couple a, of Sundays. Oh, ago. May 2nd. Yeah, right. May 2nd. And so yeah, he and, had and it drone. is a bit of
2: a weather fool, Phil. He he lost the drone in this <laughs> yes, in the filming of this.
0: He did. So he let it get a little too close, and and yes, we lost the drone. But guys, look at the footage Unreal. of this tornado. Uh like like I've never seen before. Uh kind of footage. I mean, you, you don't get this footage from helicopters or anything like that, right? You see all mm-hmm. the debris flying around. Um and and what's kind of cool, there's there's a point to where if you slow if you slow it down, you you can actually see. I'll try and see if I can uh enlarge it. And then here's where he loses the drone, right? But there's a point. I'm gonna pause this and I'm gonna see if I can oh, find man. it. Where you can see some massive debris. I'm
2: trying to see if I can find it. Doo, 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 doo. Getting pulled up into the funnel, oh, it's it's in the
0: funnel it's, like it's yeah. it's been wrapped around from the other side. Oh, there and yeah. and you'll see it in. Uh, I don't know where it is now. Oh, well, there it was. There. Oh, oh look at that. Wow. You see that in the very upper top? Some massive debris there that was mm-hmm. that came from the other side. And then look at this. Look at this. Do you guys see inside the middle there? hmm Is that yeah. like a a, a center?
2: It almost funnel? looks like a little suction vortice in there. Or yeah, like like right, right in the center wow. of the
0: tornado. Um, and, and obviously there's probably some better footage of that, but uh anyway, that my weather fools probably the drone just because the drone wasn't smart enough to <laughs> not yeah. listen to its owner and fly away. But, uh, but great Phil, great you, video.
4: You can get helicopter footage like that, but but only once. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's right. Right, right, right,
1: right.
5: I love seeing the condensation come in, like, in the trees. Like, you see it. Yeah. i just, Serena, like-
1: that's a really important point because people after April 27th on the Tuscaloosa to Birmingham tornado told me as it approached, they saw fog develop in their yards and be swept up. And I'd never seen that happening in real time until Brian's video you see it happening there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was an incredible, incredible video. Yep. Uh, I have one as well. And Phil, it's kind of along the same lines of your turnaround drone. Don't drown. But this one kind of takes it to the next level. So this dude is is driving his Jeep. uh, And when I say Jeep, I'm not talking like one of those with a snorkel on it. This is just a regular like Cherokee or something. And, the water is over the hood of the car. Oh, whale. he it. is driving through the oh water. Like, oh this gives Turn Around, Don't Drown a whole nother level. He's got a wake. You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> you could
6: surf that. <clears throat> yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how he makes it through that. I, I well, don't. we
0: don't know that he, like, and fully we, well continues, do we? <laughs>
6: at the end, I guess you can't tell, but but they're out of it by then.
2: But I yeah, love that he a... stopped at the stop sign.
5: <laughs> <One of>
6: our...
2: <laughs> Rule follower. One
6: of, one of our listeners, Timmy V, submitted this one too. This is incredible, yeah.
2: That's outstanding. He's and like, terrible. oh, I don't want to go through that stop sign. Let's uh, let's stop right there. Anyway, that's uh, wow. Weather Fools. You can check out all of the videos that you've been hearing about on uh, episode 131. That's 131. Episode 131 show notes and you can see exactly what we were talking about and uh, a lot of fun videos tonight. Thanks, Phil, for your submissions. And uh, that was Hashtag Weather fools.
0: All right, so so we are sans Brady tonight. Uh, I made a comment earlier that uh, he was out celebrating his birthday with his mother and that he's still attached to her umbilical cord, I think. Um, uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> Because uh, any time Brady has a family function, we always come in second or third or fourth. Uh, we do the hockey, too. So I don't know what that says about us. Maybe that's, uh, <laughs> maybe it says a little something about us. But we're still going to play because he was kind enough to send us uh, some video uh, in regards to uh, being able to play this game. So here's how we play this game. Bill, Linda, uh, the rest of you, uh, I'm going ahead. I'm sharing a video and uh, MJ, if you can pull that up. And so we're gonna watch three videos. I'm gonna pause it and then I'm gonna ask you guys what, what do you think kind of happens next? You ready? All right, so the first one is uh, this guy took this camera and he basically uh, set it on his windowsill looking outside because he wanted to catch some footage. And I'll play this uh, here for a little bit and you can see, you know, that the trees, the big tall trees outside. And probably a lot of rain, right? So, I'm going to ask you guys what what do you
2: think happens next? I'm going to go with lightning strike. I think one yeah. of these trees gets hit. Oh,
5: you took my answer. Hmm. Just
2: to be different,
4: some- I'm going to say a tree is going to fall right down in front of it. Yeah. yeah.
6: I was going to say something tumbles across yeah. the. We okay.
0: Know, so. All right. I so, think I'm
3: going to. <laughs> oh that's a good <laughs> one
0: too. Man, so I'm gonna enough. keep playing it and and Uh-oh. sure enough, something's Uh-oh. coming, Uh-oh. right? Wind uh not Uh-oh. only one tree, uh two trees, three trees. All the We're trees, all right. all the trees. Uh, there is debris all over the place. <laughs> and and you would think wow. it's all the trees, but it's not done yet. So oh my god. Uh oh. So one just Uh-oh. hit the house. And then you see that oh, no! There, oh, there, no. Oh. a couple in the back are gone, oh. there's one left. Well, there's wow. kind of two, but there's one right in front, still standing. Yeah. So wow, what happens wow. next? Does it make it? Yeah, uh, no. no it's I'm gonna play.
6: Oh, snapped!
2: Wow. All right. Well, so, so impressed. do you guys
0: think? Do you think that was a tornado or or straight line winds?
2: Ah, uh, it's hard to Come say. On. Yeah,
0: yeah. It it to said say. tornado on the video, but we we don't know who that was. All
2: right. So here's the second
0: video. This is kind of weird because it's like a family driving in their car, and they have a front dash cam, but it's one of those dash cams that also has a reverse dash cam of them. It looks like they're making a show, um, but she's driving along with her kids, and obviously it's dark. There's some storm clouds up ahead. Holy crap! And uh, can you guys hear that? Yeah. 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 So, so, so she's like worried that something's going to happen. And I'm going to ask you guys, what do you think happens next? I think I we're about to, say, to see a tornado. Yeah, I wanted to say lightning on this one, but now I think tornado.
4: Yeah,
5: I was going to say lightning.
4: I'm going to say lightning because of the street lights.
9: Blacking All right, Mike. so here we go. I'm
5: going to
0: play it. What is that? What is a tornado? So here's what this is. You guys can see the winds and everything. Uh, this is the mm-hmm. Iowa derecho. Uh, um, from sure. last year. She's oh, driving
7: pretty fast backwards,
0: backwards here. Wow. Yep. Now she's backing up. Yeah. You're they're happy. unhappy. You got a kid, one of the kids is crying because everyone's oh, kind of freaking out. Actually, the kids are calmer than the mom is. Yeah. And so here's what happens. So, so they're driving. They're looking for shelter. She thinks it's a tornado. Okay, guys, ready to run. And they pull ready. into some department store of some sort.
9: Just run.
0: And they're about to get out of the car. What do you guys think happens next here? Oh, no. Oh, one oh, of the kids no. gets blown over.
8: So bad. <sighs>
2: uh, one of the kids has, like, pee pants.
8: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to
0: play it and, and watch as, uh, as the kids start booking it. They're leaning, leaning to the left. Yes, they right? Are. And the mom's trying to get the other kids. And watch the mom and this last kid. Boom! Kid oh, oh, so oh, MJ, You got it right. Kid fell over yeah. in the wind, but they got in. Wow! Oh, she just they got blown
6: sideways there. That was crazy.
0: All right, wow. here's the last video. Uh, someone's out on their patio. It's a covered patio, no walls Not to it, long. but uh, some patio furniture, backyard <laughs> fence, and it's windy. There's obviously rain and wind. What do you guys think happens here?
4: Canopy's gonna blow
0: away.
3: Yeah, flies yeah, yeah, yeah. away.
2: I'm going with Looks. lightning strike on this one. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Alright. Here we go. Let's play it out. The grill. It's getting windy. Uh the grill. Really windy. Patio And Oh, the and the trampoline goes
2: over the edge it goes airborne <laughs> I feel like the trampoline companies Really love this kind of weather <laughs> <laughs> It's good for business Alright, so uh, we, here's what we'll do
0: We will have those videos If you guys want to take a look at those as well We'll have those videos on our uh, 131 show notes So you can check that out as well
5: All right, so Weather Fools is great, but this has become my new favorite segment. This is Weather Trollbot 5000. So Phil was out late one night and stumbled at this garage sale and found this trollbot that he was able to repurpose. And he was able to repurpose it to have it take a look at what all the trolls say to all of our favorite weather friends. And they respond very kindly and nicely. But Weather Trollbot says what they actually wanted to say, what they were really, really thinking Um. So let's let's see what whether. All right. So uh,
0: we found two tonight. We're going to share with you guys. Um, one uh, was MJ. You mentioned uh, one of our patrons, Tim Veltman, uh, actually submitted this to us. It's from Stevie Daniels, uh, WMar2 News in Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, she got uh, this Twitter response from a gentleman, Ricardo Rusi. See, we're not afraid to throw you under the bus. If you're going to make stupid comments, (laughs) uh, we're going to throw you under the bus. So Ricardo says, you were cuter in Buffalo. Ooh. Which, right, that's not how you start a, a good conversation. Stevie, of course, being professional and nice and everything else, said, hey, I was always taught, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all, let's all be kind to one another. There you go. Hmm. Right. That's,
2: See, that's so really polite. professional. Really nice. Um, the
0: problem that's is, is, is weather trollbot like. doesn't necessarily follow that rule, right? So, so what we're going to do? We're going to plug all this stuff into weather trollbot, and uh, she's going to spit out what Stevie was really thinking. Earplugs.
3: Here's what Stevie was really thinking: F- this guy.
0: Okay, okay, that was pretty short. Short, uh, sweet, to the point. Uh, I like I, it. I, right? And sometimes that's like you read something like that. You're a cuter in Buffalo. That's probably what you're thinking, right? It's, mm-hmm. all right. Okay. Well, we're moving on. Second one. Hey, so, Phil,
2: uh, Phil, before you go there. Yeah. Bill, do you ever get that, uh, you know, when they say something like that to you? Like, they they ever say you were cuter, you know, on a different uh, different podcast or a different broadcast or anything like that?
1: No, I can never be accused of being cuter, Greg.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, This last one, then. This is from listener Hank uh, Vlietstra, uh, Vlietstra, and uh, it comes from Warren Dean, uh meteorologist at ctv in vancouver and uh the the troll was at spock ken on twitter s-p-o-c-k ken and he said hey warren i mean no disrespect <laughs> so you know this is gonna go good right <laughs> um, <afraid>. but that <laughs> but <laughs> but that orange definitely doesn't go well with glorious green and I, I, Glorious Green, I don't know where that comes from either. But Warren, professional guy, says and responded on Twitter, it's a good thing I'm wearing it proudly and not you then. Mm. right? Yeah. So let, let's go ahead and get this into Trollbot. And let's see what she says.
3: Here is what Warren was really thinking. No disrespect for- Face, but do you really think I give a Cheeto? <laughs> what color you think goes with glorious green?
1: <laughs> okay. Cheeto. Could, could, could Span <laughs> borrow this sometime? <laughs> <laughs> to his Twitter account, it could be quite entertaining. Man, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we- we-
0: weather trollbot has been called many things, Bill. Yes.
1: Do, do you have a chemtrails one you can feed into? It?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but send me someone. We'll plug it in and see what she comes out with. That's, that'll be good. Uh, okay, so uh, good, good, old, uh, good old weather Trollbot. We'll shove her back in the garage for a couple episodes, and uh, we'll bring her back out. And, Bill, you can share some, some chemtrail. Trolls.
1: That and that bachelor break-ins. So. You've got mail, baby.
0: Yeah. All right, MJ, what's in oh, the freak fan box? We,
6: we got mail. First ones of, of uh, visual. I'm going to add that to here. People can take a look at this sweet <laughs> ride that uh, Tim Boland sent us. He said maybe not quite a weather fool, but he thought it was an interesting uh, interesting look at a guy riding a, uh, a, um, a jet ski uh, like a motorcycle down the street. So.
0: <laughs> it's, it actually is a motorcycle. Modified, yeah. Yeah, somehow. Quite, quite, brilliant, but, yeah. quite brilliant, actually. That is quite brilliant.
6: Pretty cool. So so thanks, Tim Boland, for sharing that with us. Um, so we got some tweets. Um, this was Andrew, uh, who says, I hope people way more smarter than me could come up with a storm chasing certification program that is sorely needed. We've talked about that mm-hmm. uh, here yeah. on Stormfront Freaks before um so yeah we hope that happens too andrew thanks for checking in uh cody todd jordison uh sent us uh, he w- was listening uh to our episode our last episode with the tornado hunters and says another great interview with the guys so there you go gregles um i bet you can do a whole episode just asking the guys what it was like filming the show mm. so excellent i and die, there's no reply.
2: <laughs> we might want to do
6: that. Sometime. We might want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And the uh, last one, uh, this tweet uh, set this one up. This was uh uh Brady Brewster from an NBC affiliate in Montana uh had tweeted out I can't stop listening to podcasts. Uh it's getting to an unhealthy level, uh, says Brady. With that being said, please drop your recommendations below. And uh Jed uh Christopher uh said stormfront freaks. So Thank you, uh, Jed, for uh, that plug and, awesome. and uh, that's for great. Given him that suggestion and everybody else who watches uh, those tweets so that's the freak fan box for today
0: so uh so greg how how many times have you ever counted in your tornado hunter series? Um, how many times you guys hit each other in the balls
2: you <laughs> know we did We actually did try to count it at one point, but uh So much of it got cut out, and you know, cutting room floor kind of stuff. But uh, uh, yeah, there did come a point where I think some of us were wearing jock straps, uh, you know, just yeah, just to prevent the uh, just to prevent the pain.
0: That'll be the tornado hunters drinking game: is every time you hit each other in the balls, (laughs) take a drink. Uh, So I think that just about does it uh, for this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast. Definitely, thank you for listening. Uh, or watching and before i announce our next guest if you like the show don't forget to subscribe or follow the stormfront freaks network so you get notified and you receive the latest episodes of our show and el nino's delivered right to your podcast player the moment it gets released also visit patreon.com Freaks to check out all the ways you can support us and how we can do more for you Uh, Whether it's the live access to view and chat during our raw video recordings, uh, like Curtis and Garrett were doing tonight. Uh, We've got exclusive merch, and you can even join us and our guests in the green room, uh, like Dan and Linda were doing as well this evening. Uh, And listen to this, guys. Coming soon, we're going to be sharing our Discord site with our members to chat storm setups and armchair chasing with the freaks and even some of our past guests. So visit patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks to join the team. And, uh, again, thank you for supporting us in the show. A uh, special thanks to our guest tonight, Bill Murray. Uh, thanks a lot, Bill, for coming on. And, and of course, also for uh, Linda. Uh, nice surprise uh, visit from you as well. So thanks for joining hey, us Linda. and showing Time us the Wikita Museum. That was great. And our next episode, so we're going to be back in two weeks. Recording live and raw for our Patreon members on Thursday, May 27th, with Storm Chaser Brandon Sullivan uh, is going to be on the show, <laughs> and the audio podcast is going to be up and available on Sunday, May 30th. Excellent. Uh, so for MJ, for Maz, Greg, Serena, Bill, Linda, Dan, I think I got you all. Uh, we're going to go ahead and single the all clear, and we're going to catch you guys next time. So good night, everybody. See ya. Bye. Thanks, everybody.
6: Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app, and watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.